Welcome to What the Wealth, a financial planning and investment podcast for professionals and families to help you navigate life's financial transitions. Jonathan's mission is to facilitate the ability for you to plan for and create the life you love, free from anxiety about money. And now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Jonathan Bedner. Welcome to the 41st episode of What the Wealth a podcast to help you go from financial confusion to financial confidence. I'm Jonathan Bedner. Today, we're going to talk about 401ks and should you roll over your old 401k? This is a question we get pretty regularly from different people. And so today I'm going to go through uh, just a couple of ideas and thoughts to, to help you decide, does it make sense to roll over your 401k or does it not? So if you've switched jobs recently, you're in pretty good company, approximately 14.8 million or 22% of the active contributing uh, defined contribution participants will change jobs each year. This is according to research from the Employee Benefit Research Institute. So if you're thinking about that, we're we're basically saying, or that research is basically saying that 22% of the workforce, again, approximately 14.8 million people per year that are not 22% of the workforce, but 22% of the people that are eligible or the employees that are eligible for these defined contribution plans, like a 401k change their jobs every year. And so when you change your job, you've got a transition now that leaves this question. And this question is, what should I do with my old 401k? So we're going to talk about a couple of options Option one, you can do nothing and leave your money in your previous employer's 401k. This is not an option at every 401k, but there's a little asterisk there. So if your 401k balance is less than a certain number, dollar amount, a lot of times it's $5,000, then the 401k could force you to take your money out and do something with it when you transition or move to a new company. Not all 401ks do that, some do. So you'll wanna look and see what your 401ks policy is on that. But assuming that you want to leave it there and you have more than the threshold that they require, then you could do nothing with your 401k, leave it at your previous employer when you change jobs. That is option number one. Option number two, you can roll your 401k over to your new employer's 401k. So you want to double check and make sure that the new 401k will actually accept and permit the old 401k to be rolled over. Most of them do. There are, I guess, some plans that that don't, but most of them do. Most of them will accept the proceeds from one 401k to the new 401k. This is a like-to-like exchange, so this is not a taxable event and you will not incur any tax liability or penalty for doing this. So what this does is help you consolidate your 401ks and keep track of them so you don't end up, as you change jobs, have a lot of 401ks scattered around across town or across the country with previous employers. And I think that this is really important uh, because a lot of times I run into an issue where The 401k is actually, if you leave the job and you leave the 401k behind, then maybe they change the 
401k provider or the servicing agent, or maybe the company goes out of business. There's a, a myriad of different options, but it is not uncommon at all for 401ks to be lost or you forget to log in or they've changed these providers. And then you're scrambling trying to figure out how do you even find it? So we get this question quite a bit, which is why, you know, I am not a fan of option one of leaving it in your previous employer's 401k, but it is an option. So option one was do nothing, leave it in your previous employer's 401k plan. Option two was roll your 401k into your new employer's 401k. Option number three is roll over your old 401k into an IRA. So there's a number of reasons why you may choose to roll your 401k into the new IRA that you may have created. For many people, the 401k is the largest asset they own besides their home. And if they've been at the same employer for a while, it makes sense that many people would choose to roll their 401k into an IRA so they can benefit from financial advice from a certified financial planner. And having that person to do some ongoing monitoring of that account, but also be able to provide additional advice and guidance and recommendations in the form of financial planning. What strategies are available and how do you implement those strategies to increase your probability of success? And ultimately, what you're trying to increase is your your pursuit of your dreams. So option three, roll over your 401k to an IRA. One of the things about 401ks is there's 10 to 15 different investment options, maybe 20 in a 401k. So you have a very limited scope of mutual funds or ETFs that you can invest in. Now, usually they are index type funds, maybe they're actively managed, but you know, you've got 15 or 20 different, different options that you can invest in inside of 401k. If you rolled over to an IRA, you have thousands of mutual funds, thousands of ETFs, thousands of individual stocks. I mean, there is a plethora of investment options. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. For me, I want the options to buy exactly what I want. And for me, that's dividend growth stocks. So there's nothing good or bad about mutual funds or ETFs. They all have their pros and cons, but they're all designed for you to be able to get long-term or pursue long-term growth on your assets so that you have retirement funds. So option three, again, is to roll the money over into an IRA. Option four is the worst option of all, in my opinion. This is to cash out your old 401k. So if you cash out your 401k, you're going to pay taxes on the money at your current income tax bracket. You're also going to pay a 10% penalty for withdrawing your money out of the 401k before you're at 59 and a half, which is called an early withdrawal penalty. According to EBRI, which we discussed earlier, was the uh, Employee Benefit Research Institute, says that 41% of people cash out their 401k when they leave an employer. That is a huge, huge, huge mistake. You're missing out on compound growth. You're starting over every time you do that. Not only are you missing out on the compound growth and starting over, but again, you're paying taxes on that money and you're paying an additional 10% premature withdrawal penalty for taking that money 
if you're younger than 59 and a half. So cashing out your 401k is an epic no-no in your retirement savings plan. Doing so just causes such a huge setback in pursuing your financial goals. And so, and sometimes that setback is often hard to even overcome. I mean, it's, it can be, it can be the difference in success and failure. Those are the four options you have. Let me run back through them real quick. Option one, do nothing, leave money in your previous employer's 401k. Option two, roll over your old 401k into the new employer's 401k. Option three, roll over your 401k into an IRA. And option four, which is a no-no, cash out your old 401k and pay the taxes and penalties. Those are the options. Here's some things to consider to help you make decisions around what is the right choice for you. So question one, are you comfortable managing your investments or would you benefit from professional advice? So if you are comfortable making your own investment decisions, then maybe you leave the four, the uh, assets inside the 401k, you continue to manage it yourself, or maybe you roll the money into an IRA that is self-directed and you manage. If you are if you want someone else or a professional money manager or a certified financial planner to do this, then you might want to consider rolling it over to an IRA. The next question is, does your 401k have adequate investment options to build a diversified portfolio? that's personalized for your needs and preferences? This is a great question. Again, most 401ks have 10, 15, 20 different investment options. They provide most of the time with diversified portfolios inside of those that you can choose from. A lot of them have target date funds as well. That doesn't mean that it's necessarily personalized for your needs and preferences. Again, for me as a dividend growth investor, I haven't ever seen a 401k that offers dividend growth as a mutual fund or an ETF option. So for me, it would not suit my personalized needs or preferences. So that's that's another question to consider. Third question is, do you prefer to minimize your paperwork and simplify your financial life by having all your investment accounts at one provider? I think this is really huge. Getting everything in one spot and consolidating versus having a 401k at ABC company and a 401k at XYZ company and a LMN company and an IRA over here at you know QRS. And before you know it, you're dealing with four or five different companies' paperwork, all different ways that they process it, and it can co- become cumbersome and frustrating. So if you want to minimize your paperwork and some of that time and frustration, then maybe you consider consolidating everything, or at least rolling over old 401k so they stay up to date with the most current 401k provider. The next question is, are you willing to pay attention to notices from your 401k plan administrator about changes to the plan and its investment options? So just when you have a 401k, doesn't mean that it doesn't change. Fees can change. The vesting schedule can change. The uh, investment lineup can change or the investment options can change. The fee structures can change. There's a lot that can, they can change providers. They can move from one provider to another provider. They can move from one third-party administrator to another third-party administrator. There's a lot that can change in 401ks. 
So if you're continuing to manage an old 401k and leave it at the old 401k, it's very important that you make sure that you're paying attention to these third-party notices or these notices that are coming from the plan administrator. The plan administrator is usually the company about changes to the plan and changes to the investment option. So that's something to consider. The next question is, do you have risk management process to ensure you're taking the appropriate amount of risk based on your age and investment goals? I see very often where people are taking on way more risk than they need to meet their investment objectives and their dreams. And on the flip side, I see people taking on virtually no risk and are all but guaranteed to not meet their investment objectives and dreams because they're so afraid of losing money. So do you have a written policy or strategy or risk management process to ensure you're on track for retirement? It's what this question is asking. I call this an investment policy statement to help us align risk tolerance with, are we on track? And so if you don't have a process for that, you may want to consider making a move in your 401k and not leaving it at your old provider. The next question is, are you adjusting your investments as you get older or as your life circumstances change? So someone that's 20, maybe 100% equities. Someone that is older, closer to retirement, maybe 60% equities, 40% fixed income, or, or even more conservative. But the idea is a lot of times is as you get older, you should be more conservative. I don't personally, this is for another topic, I don't personally always agree with that. And the part of the reason why I don't always agree with that is because interest rates are so low compared to where they were 20 and 30 years ago that it's hard to really get any kind of return out of fixed income. And secondly, when mess hits the fan like it did in March of last year, fixed income goes down in value too. So, you know, I think that there's some, some, things to consider regarding your asset allocation and how you are managing those investment decisions. The next one is, do you know how much you're paying for fees and fund expenses to stay in 401k? So the fee the fee question always comes about. What is the advisor charge for the fee? What are the mutual funds charging for the fees? A lot of times you don't even see the mutual fund fees. They're hidden in, in the price. You ask your CPA what they charge. You ask. You don't ask your doctor what they charge. You just walk in and get, you know, get see the doctor and pay it. You don't even consider that. But you you ask what the lawnmower is getting. Uh, a lawnmower guy charges fees are a huge component of your retirement plan, but it's not the only component. You definitely want transparency on fees to know what you're paying for the four hundred one k what the fund fees are that you're paying for the certain investments, huge component, but it's not the only component that you should peg your decision on, but it is definitely uh, an important one. If you're already in retirement, a couple of questions to think about is, do you know which investments you should take distributions from to balance future growth potential with current income needs? So where are you taking distributions from to create current income, but not forego future growth? How do you balance the distribution phase of the retirement income planning? Great question. 
And that's something you're going to have to consider, especially if you're going to continue to do it yourself and or leave the money in a 401k. That's a great way that a certified financial planner can help you if you're in the distribution phase of retirement, meaning you're already retired and you're using your portfolio to provide you income. Finally, if you're again, if you're in the distribution phase, do you know how much to withdraw each year to help ensure your portfolio lasts the rest of your life? So a lot of what financial advisors and certified financial planners help you do is plan for, and it's not perfect, but the idea is that we're trying to plan for that as long as you have life, there is money. What we don't want to happen is, is that money runs out, but you still have a lot of life left. And so how do we make sure that you're taking distributions from the account in order to provide for current income needs, but still have the correct asset allocation or a correct asset allocation to provide you you a portfolio balance so that you can continue to draw for the rest of your life? I think those are some phenomenal questions to ask, some great things to consider when you're talking about the 401ks and how you decide to to, uh, keep it an old 401k, if you're going to roll over to the new 401k, if you're going to roll it over to an IRA, I do not recommend cashing out your old 401k and paying the taxes and penalties. That's a no-go for me, non-starter. Thanks for listening to the 41st episode of What the Wealth. You can find this this podcast and the show notes at whatthewealth.com. You can also email me at jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Thanks for listening today. Create the life you love. Thank you for joining us on What the Wealth. For more information, get in touch with Jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any information that can help you create the life you love. podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Paradigm Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific tax issues with a qualified tax advisor.